We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, and welcome back to another week of Your Welcome Radio. I'm your host, Tori Gordon, founder of Coachable. I'm a corporate dropout and recovering people pleaser turned online entrepreneur, speaker, and self-love junkie. And each week, I bring you a thought or a guest to help you get inspired, stay connected, and slay your fear dragons. So get ready to thank yourself for listening, because you're welcome here. Welcome back, you guys, to another week of Your Welcome Radio. I am so honored that you're here and excited to introduce this week's incredible guest, Latisse Hudson was born and raised in Chicago, now living in Scottsdale, Arizona, and she started her career working for multiple Fortune 50 companies in various human resource leadership roles. But behind the scenes, she was working hard to build multiple business on her nights and weekends. In September of 2018, Latisse left that corporate job to pursue entrepreneurship full-time and build her passion project, which is now turned into a multiple six-figure business scaling to seven figures this year as an online business coach and mentor. In today's episode, you're going to hear Latisse share her story of hardship and resilience and how tragedy inspired her to create the life of her dreams. Latisse specializes in helping women entrepreneurs scale their coaching businesses to six figures and beyond with strategy, systems, and an evergreen offer. But most importantly, Latisse goes all in and has a no plan B attitude, which she attributes the massive impact and income she's making today. So I'm excited to introduce her and have you learn from one of the best, Miss Latisse Hudson. Before we get into today's episode, I want to thank our sponsor, Camuso Design. This week, I got a very special little package in the mail with a beautiful rose gold necklace, and it was such an exciting package to open because I had been following Camuso Design for a while on Instagram and knew that they had something really special to offer the world. The Shift Necklace is a natural tool to help you improve breathing, deal with stress, and calm down. The Shift Necklace helps you to control your breath so that you can decrease the stress hormone of cortisol in your bloodstream, slow down your heartbeat, decrease blood pressure, and loosen up your muscles. This has been endorsed by over 80 psychotherapists nationwide, and it's an organic tool inspired by Japanese monks. Not only is it an amazing way to reduce your stress and anxiety, it's an effective drug alternative that's designed by therapists to slow your exhale. And it's so incredibly simple. All you have to do is inhale through your nose, exhale through the necklace, and repeat. 
And I can honestly tell you from experience, I have used this every single day, multiple times per day since I've gotten my beautiful shift necklace in the mail. It's something I want in the hands of every single client that I work with, everyone I know. I can't stop talking about it because I believe in this product and the power of breath to transform our lives more than you know. Many of you don't know this because I don't think I have shared this publicly, but I'm currently going through a seven-month intensive breathwork facilitator training program where I will be able to facilitate in-person trauma-informed breathwork sessions with my clients, with groups, and I have seen firsthand the transformation, the empowerment, the freedom, the release that can come through breathing alone. It is our most abundant and beautiful resource that is totally free and available to all of us. There's nothing you can't breathe through in your life. And so the Shift Necklace by Camusa Design makes it so, so easy to remember just to come back to your center and to ground back into the present moment through the breath. And they offer it in such a beautiful and organic way that can hang just around your neck. So you guys, if you want to get your hands on one of these necklaces, which I so encourage you to do so, go to Camuso Design. Use the code COACHTORY to get 20% off your order today. Latisse, thank you so much for being on the show today. I am so happy to have this opportunity to have a conversation with you Get to know more about what makes you such a powerful boss woman in the coaching space, but really just to get a taste of what is, what does that life look like? How can my audience learn from you? And especially for those that are are interested in becoming coaches, we want to know and unpack what that story has looked like for you. So if you would just tell us about who you are, where you came from, what makes you you, and how did you get into this line of work? Yeah, thanks so much, Tori, for having me. Super excited to be here. So yeah, great first question. So um, I'm Latisse Hudson. I'm an online business coach, and my story is a little unique, but before we kind of talk about like how I got into business coaching, a little bit about me, just like background-wise, I'm born and raised in Chicago. Um, after I graduated college in 2015 with my bachelor's degree in HR management, um, I was like working for Target, then I ended up working for Lowe's as an HR manager and just kind of progressed like the corporate space. Um, but I really like knew deep down that there was something more for me. So did really well in corporate, super well respected. Um, honestly, I thought this was the life. Like I had a six figure job by 24 and I was like, well, this is it. Like I've made it. And I just like deep down knew that there was something more. So I had a couple of businesses, like they were like side hustles. Um, I had a peer-to-peer car sharing business and then also an Amazon eBay drop shipping business that I was doing like on the side. They were super legit, like I had my LLC, it was great. Ran those for a couple years and like in 2018, I was like, there's something's gotta change and it's gotta change really quickly. Um, I just was really at the time, like sh- like at a crossroads, like had had a, like a pretty, like it wasn't a nasty breakup, just like a really hard breakup. Um, and I was like, all right something's got to change and like, I've got to live full out. So that's kind of when I discovered like the online coaching space and with my background in HR and then also have like, I had those two businesses, like business was something that I was really passionate about. 
And then also like coaching leadership was something that I really, really loved. I did it in the corporate space. So kind of went down a rabbit hole, found like coaching on like YouTube. Um, I don't know if any of you guys know Amanda Bucci, but I had been following her for years, like since we're the same age. So since 2015, I had been following her and I saw that she was like coaching and like doing really well. And I just kind of like went down that rabbit hole and I was like, all right, this is for me. So kind of like uprooted my entire life. Back in September, 2018, I quit almost two years ago now. I quit my six-figure corporate job and honestly never looked back. So um, kind of married the two like parts of my life, my side hustles and like my corporate experience. And that's kind of where business coaching came from. So yeah, kind of a unique track, but definitely like so excited that I took the leap. Um, so many people doubted me. So many people were like, honestly, just be grateful. Like you have a six figure job at 24. Like you just need to be grateful. And it's not that I wasn't grateful. It's just that I knew that like I had so much more inside of me that sitting behind this big, actually I had a massive office, but sitting behind this desk and this big old office is just not my long-term goal. So, um, yeah, about two years ago, I left corporate and never looked back. That is just, <laughs> it reminds me so much of my own story because I had the same kind of experience of going to corporate, climbing that ladder, having a lot of early on success, making those big numbers, like bringing in the six figures at like, I was 25, 26, and then going through a hard breakup that was kind of the catalyst for me to get like, look inward and look at my life and am I really fulfilled? Am I really happy? Is this what I want? And, you know, sometimes it just takes something pretty big happening in your life for you to actually stop and ask yourself, is this working for me? Is this helping me to get where I want to go? And am I as happy as I say I am? And for me, and what it sounds like for you too, it was a catalyst that you needed to, to see what other possibilities exist. And that's one of the, the things it's like for anybody listening, if you're going through some adversity right now, that so often in life, we as humans want things to be easy. And, but that's just not the catalyst for growth. That's not the container for growth. And so when we have a lot of pressure on us, when we're going through something hard, that's actually this like refinement process to make us the, like, the gemstone thing that's so valuable. There has to be that pressure. And yeah, when you're going through it, it feels like, freaking hard you know? yeah it feels really hard. it feels and really it, scary yeah it feels scary it feels like the world is just crumbling down but like I just found this like innate like inward like it was all this pressure right and like they say you know obviously diamonds are made under pressure and at the end of the day it was it was something that I really like reflected on and I didn't talk about it a lot I just kind of made the decisions in silence and when I made them and then shared them with the people that I thought I could trust like they really they just didn't get it and a lot of times people will reflect their own their own insecurities on you so any of you that are listening that want to take the leap into entrepreneurship or coaching or anything that really your heart is longing for just know that you may not get the support that you want and that's okay because at the end of the day, it's not their vision, it's yours. And like, you got to fulfill that purpose. You were given that vision for a reason. And like, I promise you do not look back because the last thing you want to do is be on your deathbed, right? And I, I talk about this a lot because it's really important, a really important part of my life. When I was 10 years old, 
my dad passed away of uh, like stage four lung cancer super quickly. Like he was gone within like six months. So seeing that at such a young age and then my mom get really sick just a couple of months after that, she was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer, like a couple of months after he passed away, I was like 10. Right. So for me, like playing full out has never been, it's never been not an option. Right. And there's been moments in my life where I haven't played full out. Right. But for me, seeing so much death at such a young age, like we're not promised a day on this earth. So like for not following your purpose, right? I don't want any of you to sit at the end of your life and regret it. So that's what literally was a catalyst for me to move, right? I had to take radical ownership of my, of my life, radical ownership of the things like the depression, the anxiety, radical ownership of not being where I wanted to be and just make that decision. So that was the catalyst, all those things combined and realizing that like, my life is my life and this is not a practice one, go get it. So yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> this is why I'm so glad we're doing this because I, I didn't know that about you. And, but it makes so much sense to me mm-hmm. because what I see in you and I, you don't, might not know this about me, but my um, sister was diagnosed with leukemia when she was mm-hmm. senior in, um, in college and she passed away two years later and then we lost all my grandparents my mom was diagnosed with stage four ovarian cancer she passed away 10 days after my 27th birthday so going through that hardship and getting that close to death right i think you and i have such a perspective that so many people don't have and and that's not something i would wish on anybody but because of that those things i got the chance to wake up really early in life to the fact that I'm the only one, that my time and my energy are the most precious resources I have. And I, and there, I don't know how much of them I have. So every day that I wake up, and this was one of the biggest like moments for me where the light came on and I went through, my mom passed and then I went through my breakup and I was like, for some reason I'm alive. For some reason, I have time. I don't know how much, but I've got to make this meaningful. I've got to make this matter. And it, it became so clear that the track that I was on was not that one, was not, I, it didn't matter to me in ways like more than materialistic shallow type stuff. It wasn't soul level. It wasn't a calling. It wasn't something that was like drawing me out of bed every morning. And I'm so, so deeply grateful for that because I got to go head to head with, Hey, you can, you can do what's expected of you and what you think you're supposed to do and become 45 and realize you're so far down that track that now you feel like you've got so much responsibility, you can't turn around now. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying if you're 45 and that's your experience right now, that you always have empowered choice to decide whenever you're ready. But for me, I saw that that was where I was headed and that it was now, there was never going to be a right time. The time was now. (laughs) Yeah, there's never a right time. There's never a right time. I thank you for sharing that. I had no idea. And like, honestly, like, like you said, I would never wish any of this on anyone because it, it's been hard. It's been difficult. A lot of therapy, a lot of grief and a lot of navigating. But like you said, like it woke us up very early 
onto the fact that like our purpose supersedes everything else, 100% supersedes because we don't know how much time we have. And I am, I don't know about any of you, but I'm not playing with my time. So. Yes. That means, hey, I'm like, I don't know why I've got chills. Um, <laughs> but we're very lucky to have you spending your time with us. Man, so if anybody's listening, I hope you're feeling a little motivated to like, just do, I think the best thing about being human is that we get the opportunity to reflect, to Mm self-reflect, which makes us different than all the cool, like all of our awesome dogs and all the other cool animals out there. We can reflect and maybe it's just an opportunity for you to say, Hey, is, am I happy? Is what I'm doing like fulfilling? Is, Is there something that's calling me or drawing me that's saying, Hey, maybe there's more. Because we can look at uncertainty and think, oh my gosh, all these bad things could happen. We can lurk, look at uncertainty and see endless possibility of what's available. So for you, Latisse, tell us kind of what was, what was that journey like of, of leaving that corporate job, you know, saying, hey, if you, you're with me, you're with me. If you don't get it, you don't have to, but this is what I'm going to do. What was, what was that transition like and how long did it take for you to start like really getting your footing? What, what is somebody who's just getting into the coaching business? What does that, that transition and journey look like? Yeah, no, that's a really great question. So when I think about my transition, it honestly, I, when I transitioned, I didn't have my coaching business officially started. I transitioned with my other two businesses. So I was, I was making like decent, like pretty good money um, that I was able to leave my, my corporate job and be comfortable. Um, I had about three months of expenses saved up and I left and I said, put my two weeks in and I was in such a high level. I was in a regional position that like at that level, like you put your notice in and like you're asked to basically leave because you have so much, you can tap into so much IP and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was like, all right, bounce, like I'm out. (laughs) So put the notice in, left. And I honestly spent a week of just like reflection. I was like, okay, like, I can't believe I just did this. Like all my dreams that I worked so hard for, like it's, they're gone. And now I'm wiping the slate clean and doing what I really want to do. So for me, it was really like, I will be honest, it was a struggle at first. It was a huge struggle because my own ego and I thought I knew it all and all the things, right? Because I was like, I've been running businesses for a few years. I'm going to transition out of these businesses, start my coaching business. And I'm going to just be like, make all the money and make all the impact and do all the things. It didn't quite happen like that. So I, when I reflect back on it, I really should have hired a mentor right away because I didn't know all the things I thought I did. And I thought I could YouTube it and Google it and piece it together. And that honestly, like for any of you listening, please do not do that. Find a way to invest in somebody or a mentor program that can get you to quantum leap. Um, because at the end of the day, like you do not want to make those mistakes because there are very costly mistakes that you can make when you're starting a business um, that you want to avoid, especially an online business. So as far as like navigating the process, really, I got hyper clear on once I finally invested in, into a mentor, like four or five, five months in or so, um, started to get hyper clear on who I wanted to serve. Um, that was super important at the beginning, because as we all know, like there's so many different types of people, so many different types of audiences. It was really important to get hyper clear on who I wanted to serve. 
from there, I really developed like my signature framework that we know today, um, which is my Elevate framework that all my programs are rooted in. So developed that and it's a constant work in progress, but launched a one-on-one -on -one coaching offer, right? Did that for honesty about almost a solid year, um, launched a coaching offer. And it was kind of a rocky road at first because I, like when I reflected on it, I really was a little bit out of alignment with the one-on-one -on -one model. And I was trying to operate in a model. Um, if you guys know anything about human design, I'm a projector. Um, mm -hmm. So I naturally don't have a lot of energy. Um, so with one-on-one -on -one coaching, it's very energy. It was a lot of energy output um, and not necessarily like the, the energy match input wasn't equal. So finally decided like after doing that one-on-one -on -one for a really long time, invested and found a program and a coach that could lead me to where I am today. So now I primarily run like an evergreen offer and it's on autopilot. It has a high touch, high impact type of feel and my clients are getting amazing results. So, um, and kind of like, just to like back that up a little bit um, and just to wrap it up, but I really focus on working with coaches and consultants. And when I first started, I was really over concerned, like so much imposter syndrome, so much like, who am I to work with coaches? Like, I don't want to just be a coach that works with other coaches. Like, feels like everybody's doing that. But I want to break it down to you guys. Like, things feel like that because we're in, sometimes we're in such a small bubble. So everywhere you turn, you feel like everybody's doing what you're doing. When in reality, like, um, there's this chart that I was looking at a few months ago. There's this like study only about 13% of the population even know that coaching is a viable career option. So, uh, so it's super small. We're in the early adapters phase and it's going to feel like everybody's doing what you're doing, but in reality, like that's not true. So get like, I want you guys to get out of your head if you're feeling that way right now, because if we separate the feelings versus sex, shout out to Topsy. If you guys don't know who she is, she's my mindset coach. She's amazing. Um, but she's taught me a lot of like separating what feelings actually are and what the facts actually are. So I want to challenge all of you that are listening. If you're in your head about starting your business, like look at the facts. The facts are there's so many clients available. There's so much abundance available and like your calling needs to start now. So that's kind of a little bit about my journey and kind of what I went on. Um, and now I work with um, coaches, helping them scale to six and multiple six figure businesses. Um, and I really landed on that niche just because working in corporate, I worked with really a lot of high level leaders, um, leading massive teams. And for me, like leadership is super important. It's something that I've always embodied. And then also working with high achievers, high performance type of individuals. That's kind of how I landed on working with coaches and consultants because those are, those are my people. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I got to where I'm at. And now we run a multiple six figure business scaling to seven figures. So I would say overall, it took me a good like nine months to hit my stride. And after that nine months, like it was, I never looked back. So now we're here and we're scaling to a million over the next 12 months. So it's Heck pretty awesome. Yeah. That yeah. is amazing. Congrats. That, and I mean, if you are listening again, this, and this story inspires you, it's because, you know, Latisse, just like anybody that you look to as a mentor, as somebody that you look up to, that you're inspired by, has faced challenges, has faced like adversity. And it is, you know, when things are just handed to you, you, you don't have the skin in the game. You're not as committed. And, you know, I was listening to something the other day from my, one of my mentors and he was saying something that he says to, to clients, 
is if you've got kids, right? And you were down, you were like 10 minutes from home doing something, but you got a call that your kids were at home and like the house is on fire, right? Mm -hmm. I know this sounds like a little morbid, but you, what would you do? What would stop you from getting home? And they were like, absolutely nothing. Nothing would stop me. I would do whatever I needed to. And so he was like, okay, so you would get in the car. And what if there was like a traffic jam? What would happen? I'm like, well, I would get out and I would get on a bike and I would bike home. Like nothing is going to stop me. And they're like, okay, well, what if you get a flat tire? Well, I would start running, you know, and what if you sprain an ankle? I will hop, like nothing's going to stand in my way of getting to my children. And when you think about that, and that's like a big, just like a math, one example, but how committed are we to doing the thing that we say we want or like achieving the thing we say we want? What's gonna, it, whatever comes in our way, are we willing to get creative, be flexible, like go through it and, you know, and so many times, and I'm sure, and I want to hear your perspective on this, Latiz, as a, as a business coach, so many people stop right before like that breakthrough. Like they get to, they're like, oh, here's a roadblock. I just can't do it. Right. And then they're like, mm, all the time. Yes, it's over. What do you see in your work, working with these high performers, coaches, ambitious individuals that stops people most like that that keeps people from fully activating or realizing what they're capable of yeah first off I love that story like that analogy that's really really powerful and I'm gonna steal it because that's huge yeah and I always talk about really quickly the story from Think and Grow Rich about the little miner that was three feet three feet from gold right? Mm -hmm. Like he walked away three feet and then the next day they found all this gold and he could have been ultra rich. So um, I tell that story all the time to the women inside of my containers, because it's like, you were literally three feet from gold, like, and your breakthrough is literally right on the other side. Just keep going. So I would say as far as when I look at high achievers and high performing individuals, the people that I tend to work with, the biggest thing that really, like, there's a couple things that come up, but I would say the first thing that comes up is like consistency. Um, because a lot of times it's just like going to the gym, right? You, it didn't take you, it, you didn't gain all that weight, right? Overnight and you're not going to lose it overnight. So just like building a business. I'm also on the flip side, a little bit like opposite. I definitely think you can quantum leap because I definitely quantum leap to my business but it's consistency day in and day out and taking intentional aligned action every single day. I'm all about the flow. I'm all about manifestation. I really am. But I also know that there has to be an equilibrium when it comes to both. Um, because if you show up for the universe, the universe is going to show up for you. And that's just how it works. So it's taking that intentional aligned action and being consistent because just because you didn't see the result today doesn't mean you're not going to see it in three days. Because what you did last week is what's going to show up in a reality next week. So it's really being consistent because as high achievers, we are used to just like just being great at the things that we do, especially in corporate environments like it always just felt effortless for me so when I came into online coaching I was like what the hell like why is this not working out so quickly for me you know um so but it was just being consistent was the first thing and consistency isn't like 
I'm going to show up on my video once a week. Consistency is like, I'm going to show up on my video five times a week because it's like, for me, it, it like my business is like life or death because I believe in it so much. I'm not humble about it and I'm good at what I do and my clients get really great results. So like, it would be selfish of me not to show up and use this gift. So that's the first thing. The next thing I would say, the second biggest thing that I see is just the self-doubt and the self-sabotage, right? So really like, okay, you got, you get the result, right? You finally get the breakthrough, you get the result. Now you think it's okay to just be comfortable and coast. It's not, right? You've got to get up and still take that action. You've got to recognize that the fact is that you've done it before and that you can do it again. So it's really working through those underlying beliefs, but behind like you being, like you mattering and you being capable and that you can actually get your clients a result. So that's really like the second biggest thing that I see that really stop people from getting those consistent breakthroughs and like leveraging like the law of momentum. So um, that's kind of from my perspective, that's kind of what happened in my own life and my own business. Um, and I see that kind of playing out with my clients and we definitely have different things that we work through and um, mindset checks and wedges that we, we put into place. But yeah, those are probably the most common things. Yeah, I know when I was getting started, <sighs> one of the things that I had to really right out of the gate and initially confront and deal with was a fear of judgment. Yeah. Um, because, and I see this so much, whether people are interested in doing coaching or anything in their life, right. That requires them to show up in a way that's new and that's different than the norm or what they're comfortable doing, there's this big fear about what are people going to think? What? Oh, and people said this about me when I was starting. They're like, oh, Tori thinks she's going to be an Instagram model now. And she's like, <laughs> okay. Even like people close to you mm-hmm. will do that. But I had to confront that within myself of that fear isn't outside of me. It's not in these other people. That fear is inside of me. And I get to deal with that. And I get to look at that and actually say that any, anything I'm fearing somebody else is saying about me is really just what I'm saying about me. Yeah. It's <laughs> really what I think about me. That's like a gut wrench because it's ooh, so true girl. at every level, every level, every level. I'm going through it right now actually. So. Yeah. That's <laughs> the inner, the inner critic that, that it's not really what I'm scared someone else is going to say. Like that's the belief I have about myself. And until I was able to address that and really step into the worthiness that is my birthright and is every one of our birthright, that it's from that place that you acquire, like access your power and that you're then unashamed about what you're doing and that like how that makes, you know, whatever anybody says, it can't, it can't affect you because you've already said the worst things that are possibly said. You've already been there in your own mind, but you've already dealt with that wound of, of fearing what somebody's going to think. And when you can be your own advocate and your own cheerleader and your own coach, like I, I bet you, Ladies, like you have to be, do you have to be your own coach at times? Like I do. I'm like, I have to wake up and tell, like practice my own stuff and do like tell myself, okay, Tori, like, remember what you teach everybody else. Let's go to work. Take take your own advice every day, all day. Did it this morning on my walk every day. You have to be your own advocate and coach yourself because at the end of the day, like you have to be able to get yourself to move. Like 
yes, having mentors are great, but at the end of the day, like you have to, to deal with the stuff that comes up and I want you guys to go to that place, like that place that doesn't feel good. Like obviously do it in a safe space, but go to, cause in order to heal, you've got to go there and like be able to relinquish yourself out of there. So um, that's really powerful because a lot of people aren't their own advocates and that's a really big one, fear of judgment. So I would recommend like for anybody that's dealing with that specifically, right? Like setting boundaries and not only setting boundaries, but enforcing those boundaries. Like, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. Um, your support would mean the world to me, but I'm going to do it regardless if you support me or not, because this is my vision. Thanks for the feedback, but no thanks. Right. Because not all feedback is good feedback. Um, so I think that's really powerful that like you recognize that and work through that because I'm working through it right now, scaling my business to a million dollars. People think I'm crazy. They're like, mm, you're a little aggressive Latisse. Like, nah, I'm going to go bigger watch. Mm -hmm. So yeah, working through it right now. So powerful stuff. Well, I'll give you a chance to coach me through a boundary setting experiment that I did, um, in my own yeah. business. And I'm sure this will be helpful for other people listening. So anytime you create boundaries and you enforce them, that's when they get tested. Right. And so Always. one of the things for my business is, um, I've had to look at the different compensation strategies that pop up when you start a business. Like for me, like people pleasing of like wanting everybody to like you wanting, yep. you know, everybody to have a good experience, even if that means you going above and beyond and pushing your limits of what, you know, your energy can take, you know, over committing all of these things that people might do as a compensation for their own internal fears. Right. So for me, one of the boundaries I was, um, was setting was cancellations. Mm -hmm. If you reschedule or if you don't cancel within a certain time frame, you lose it. And it seemed like everybody that week had something coming up. Right. And I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I just, I didn't realize. Da, da, da. And the part of me, like part of me knew I established this boundary for a reason to protect my own energy so that I can fully serve these people. But also, um, that part of me that's like, Oh, but I want to, but I want to like give them what they want, you know? And it's, it's just one time, but then thinking like, if I do this, if I, if I do it for you, it's, I've, I got to do it for everybody. And I, it's, negated the boundary. So yeah. how would you coach me through that? Um, as a business coach, what would you say? And do you see this type of thing come up with your clients? Yeah, no, it's really, really good. So a lot of times, and I even struggled with my own boundaries for a really long time. Um, just because in the corporate environment, it was like super easy because it's like, there's this huge like ecosystem that's like controlling everything. Right. So as a CEO, as a business owner of your own business, it's a lot different. So when I look at that situation, I think about setting precedent, right? So when you do, again, like you already touched on, when you do that one time, you're going to have to do that all the other times. And you have to look back at that, like, wow, now I'm drained, now I'm resentful, and now I'm unhappy, and I'm not fulfilled. This really sucks. This is not why I started my business, right? And the beautiful thing about that is that it's going to teach you a lot, right? I learned a lot earlier this year about boundaries in my own business. And I think about how we have to navigate moving forward. So my biggest advice for you is to look to start modeling the boundaries that you want your clients to model. Because if you, if you model the boundaries for your clients, your clients will respect that boundary. And the last thing that you want is somebody being upset, being somebody being hurt, somebody being resentful back to you because you didn't enforce your own boundary. So it's difficult because it's like, we want, I'm a natural people pleaser too. We want to please everyone. We want everybody to be happy. 
But at the end of the day, again, like we have to protect our vessel. And if that means, hey, I have to enforce this boundary and it's not easy for me and having an open, I think having an open, candid conversation with somebody that you trust, like a business coach or a mindset coach or somebody in your system, in your ecosystem that can support you. And then going to enforce that boundary and not looking back, not wavering, but you've got to make a stand, like a line in the sand. You cannot waver on the boundary. And once you not waver on that boundary, it's going to be so much easier to repeat over and over again, just like building a muscle. It's going to be so much easier to build a muscle when you work on that muscle every day. So that's what I look at as boundaries. It's not easy. It's going to feel difficult. It's going to feel like you're tearing your apart inside, but you've got to protect you at the end of the day, because if you don't protect you, who else is going to protect you? So my advice is enforce the boundary, have an open conversation with the client that is really struggling to respect your boundaries and show them the way like, Hey, I want you to put yourself in my shoes and how would you respond and having that back and forth banter is really powerful now you can't do that with every client right they just need to that's their problem not not yours if they don't respect it but if you're working through that boundary initially and it's just feeling really heavy but you know you need to set it have that open dialogue with the you know a client that you really trust that has overstepped a little bit and use it as a learning lesson for them as well model the boundary enforce it and they're going to thank you in the end no, that's so powerful. And, and thankfully, that's exactly what happened. I was able to have that open dialogue with them. And I think just like anything, it's an opportunity. It's a coaching moment. It's yeah. a coaching moment for, for them. Like, I think what you just said is so spot on in terms of model the behavior that you want your clients to, uh, to do. And th- this is the same in parenting. I mean, I've learned from my coaches and mentors, kids aren't going to, you know, they're going to fail at, at doing what you say they're always going to like succeed at becoming how you are. Like they're going to fail at at doing what you say, but they will always succeed at at becoming who you are. So if I can model the behavior instead of the whole, do as I say, not as I do thing, you know, so much more impactful. Yeah. Like, Hey, you don't have to follow this boundary this time, but next week I need you to follow that boundary. And then it's yeah. just going to be awkward You should really implement yeah. boundaries in your life. <laughs> like you really need boundaries and you need to stick to it. But hey, actually you can just keep rescheduling your calls. It's no big deal. Like mm-hmm. no, when I have not. So I'm yeah. glad that you did that. So anybody else out there struggling with boundaries, take those tips and enforce them. Like it's not enough to set it. You have to enforce it and stick to it because it's only going to protect you and them in the end. Yep, totally. I, I totally agree with you. Um, I'm trying to think what, what would be like your biggest piece of advice for somebody that is struggling with thinking about staying in the comfort of corporate and the possibility of becoming an entrepreneur. I just want to preface this, preface this question by saying, there's nothing wrong with you if you don't want to be an entrepreneur. Nothing wrong at it's all. It's not for everyone. I totally get that. But there are people who are intrigued, that are curious, that are in their spare time, in their lunch breaks, Googling and YouTubing and listening to podcasts like this for that nudge. And, and that's why I think this is important to ask because you and I both sat on that fence of one foot in, 
a very comfortable world where we had a lot of guarantees and assurance and we were confident in what we could do there. Right. And, and there are probably people like, like you, I should just be grateful that I have a job right now. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. What, how do you meet somebody in that, that situation, especially given the, the current climate that we're in? Yeah. Um, that's really powerful. And like, that's a really strong intrinsic question that a lot of you will have to look into. So there's a couple of things that I would say when you're wanting to make the leap, right? So some people like me, like three months of savings is not that much. Like, honestly, it wasn't. But for me, that was what it took for me to basically light a fire underneath me to get moving. So some of you will be like me, a little bit more like, like risky, as far as like leaving everything behind for what's ahead. Um, so you need to like be logical and be smart about it and have some money saved, right? Don't just go blindly because we don't want that desperate energy, obviously, but you know what feels good to you, you know what you're capable of. So having your ducks in a row as much as possible is going to be really powerful. So having a couple months of savings, looking at the big picture, looking at the vision, like this is going to be common for both parties, right? Looking at the vision and looking at like where you want to be, what you want your life to look like, how you want it to play out. That's what you have to operate out of. A lot of people are like, I'm out of alignment. Yeah, you're out of alignment because you're not operating in your vision. So therefore everything in your life is going to feel hard. It's going to feel difficult. It's going to feel overwhelming. It's going to feel like nothing's going right because you're not doing what you're designed to do, right? So you've got to get out if that's what your soul is telling you to do. And I know it's scary and I know it's difficult. I've done it though. So I can sit here and tell you honestly on the other side, that don't like, die. <laughs> I literally make my old corporate, almost my old corporate salary in sales per month. So like, if I could do it, this little girl from Chicago that had a dollar and a dream, you can do it too, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm a little bit more risky when it comes to my, I'm a risk adverse in some areas, but very risky when it comes to my business, but I'm also young. So I was able to take those risks. The second, the second type of person is going to be the person that's super risk adverse, super nervous, super scared. And I get it. There's a lot of you out there and that's okay. Right. So what you're going to want to look at is you're going to want to have more money saved, right? You're probably going to have six to 12 months of expenses saved and looking at like, and not just bare bones, like what, it, like the bare bones, you don't want to live like that because we can't get more abundance by living in a scarcity type of mindset. So I need you to have more than enough available for you. The next thing that I need you to look at is having an, like both of you need to have an exit plan. So if that's short or long, whatever that looks like, an exit plan looks like getting health insurance, making sure that you have the savings, making sure that you have a mentor that can help you get to where you want to be, understanding like that you're not going to maybe make, like maybe you have to downsize a little bit. For me, I had to get out of my $2,000 apartment per month and I went to get roommates for a few months. For only I about, sold my house. Yeah, for like six months and like six months of like downsizing and being able to leverage, right? That's how I was able to make it because I downsized from $2,000 rent to $600 rent, right? right? So it wasn't easy because I was used to living a certain level, but I knew to get to the level 10X beyond that, I had to take some small sacrifices. So mm -hmm. recognizing that some sacrifice is going to be a part of this process and understanding that that's okay because it's sacrificing for the short, short term. So in the long term, you have everything that you could have ever imagined and more. So that's some practical advice for you guys. When I look at it from a mindset perspective, you just got to be all in. There's no all in. There's no half in, half out. There's none, right? You can't work out and then have, have a crappy diet. Like it just it doesn't work that way. You're not going to see the results. So I'm going to challenge every single one of you. You have to make that decision, create the exit plan and go, right? Get out and go, right? The universe forced me out. 
I don't want that to happen, you guys. The universe was like, well, you've been acting out of alignment and not doing what you need to do. So now I'm just going to force you out. And the universe has a way of doing that. And I know yep. Tori knows what I'm talking about. So for a lot of you, it's like, I don't want you to have to get to that place, but some of you might get to that place where you get forced out, right? I was talking to a client the other day, right? Her husband has been wanting to start a business. He lost his job. Now all of this, like now they, and they have, they have a good chunk of change in savings. So now he's finally investing in the coach and creating his exit plan when he's already got forced out. So it's like, you've really got to look at where you want your life to be and be non-negotiable on it. You can't waver on it. And if you don't have the support that you need, go find the support. If your partner's not supportive, have a really strong, stern conversation about, hey, this is my life. It's my only life. You're either on board or you're not, right? And that's just what it has to boil down to because I just can't express it enough, you guys. Like, death is waiting for all of us. And I don't mean to be morbid, but it is, right? And I don't want you guys to get to the end of your life and be like, wow, I wish I could have, wish I would have, um, but it didn't happen. There's this quote by, I'll wrap this up, but there's this quote by Les Brown. And I don't, I'm going to paraphrase it, but it talks about all the riches in the world, all the greatest gifts, all of that are in the grave because of those people that never basically decided to better on themselves and do what they were designed to do. All the greatest riches and all the greatest treasures are in the grave, right? Because those people did not do what they were designed to do. And I don't want that to be you. So that's from a mindset perspective and like practical mindset. Like you've got to be all in or all out and you can't waver on it. You can't just be like, maybe I'll try this coaching thing. And if it doesn't work, I have a plan B. If you guys know me, anything about me outside of this podcast, I talk about this all the time. I don't have plan B's in my life. I don't. And I like there, there's no plan B that I believe in because at the end of the day, like what happens when we have a plan B, we use the plan B. Mm -hmm. So it's all in, it's all in and there's no plan B and you go get after it every single day. And there's going to be some tears. There's going to be some overwhelm. There's going to be some wanting to go back to how life used to be. But again, growth doesn't happen when we're comfortable. And if you're listening to this podcast and any of this is resonating right now, you are probably comfortable and you're ready to get uncomfortable. And I challenge you to make that happen starting today. Yes. No plan B's. No plan B's. That is so freaking powerful because there are seasons of life and things will inevitably change at some point. But when and if like if plan A doesn't go 100% according to plan, then you'll create you'll pivot and you'll create another plan A. It's not going to be like, oh, you know, because all the time that we spend coming up and playing out scenarios with, okay, I need a plan B and a plan C and a plan just for, just in case this happens. And just in case this crazy thing, you know, out of the blue happens and we're like, eh, and we wonder why we're anxious all the time. as a society, yeah. you know, yeah. because most people live with like plan through A through F, you know, yeah. just in case. And they're predict trying to predict the outcome of what's going to happen in two years. Like, tell me ever if you've been able, like, when have you ever lived in your future? When have you ever been yeah. able to predict? Super, did you know what we were going to happen? Like, did you know this is what we were going to talk about today? No, you can't yeah. predict it. So just be present with your plan, be committed. And one of the things I say is be fully committed, but unattached. Yep. Because that attachment to the way we think it has to go, the, it has to have each step that we've created, right? It might, you might go on a different path to get to the same destination, right? Mm -hmm. But our attachment to that specific way is what's going to create our suffering. So if we can be fully committed to getting there, but open to the different ways in which life might take us, yeah. like, then we're going to 
not be in resistance to life. We're going to be in the flow of being with what is. So yeah, that's, I just, I totally agree with you. No plan B's. Get off the fence. Pick a side. Get off the fence. Pick a side, honey, because at the end of the day, like the side's going to, the universe is going to pick for you either way. So you might as well just like flow where it's telling you to go because the time is now. Like who has time to wait? Like go live out, go play full out and bet on yourself every day because everybody else is not going to always bet on you. But at the end of the day, you can control you betting on you. And I much, I know what I'm capable of. So I'm going to bet on me every single time, every single time. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love it. Thank you for coming on and sharing your magic and your wisdom with people. This was awesome. And I am trusting that they got exactly what they needed. I know I got, I got some good motivation for today, for this Monday and um, yeah, just honor you and applaud you. How can, how can people stay connected to you, get to know more about your programs and how you serve people? Maybe they're interested in, in hiring a mentor for the first time. What would that look like? Where can they find you online? Yeah. Thanks, Tori. It's been a blast this lovely Monday. So many golden nuggets. My heart feels so full. Um, Last little tip, and then I'll kind of tell you guys where to find me. But Mm -hmm. a lot of times I operate out of my masculine a lot in my business. But when I think about making decisions for my business, right, like big decisions, I tap into my heart space. So I challenge all of you to tap into your heart space today Mm -hmm. and look and really tap into that and let that lead you and guide you into the next decisions that you make for your life. Um, because these decisions are going to be super crucial and important for you to take the next step. So yeah, you guys can find me over on Instagram at Latisse Hudson, L-A-T-T-I-C-E-H-U-D-S-O-N. I'm usually hanging out on stories most of the time, or you guys can find me over on Facebook and my Facebook group, Elevated Women Entrepreneurs. Just search that and you'll see the whole tribe there. So yeah, I would love to have you. For sure. We'll put all this in the show notes so you guys can access her easily. We got to get you on TikTok, Miss Latisse. I'm on up. TikTok, girl. You're on it? Yeah. I, just I need to go follow you. I've been, I was making a lot of videos back in March and April and then just like life happened. My business kind of went, we like 3X our income. We went like 3X it. So I was like, ah, right. I got to shift yeah. here. But <laughs> yeah, my goal is to get back on there. So awesome. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. If you guys enjoyed today's episode, please let us know. I would love for you to screenshot the episode, tag Latisse and I on Instagram or wherever you're on social media. We would love to connect with you and know what your biggest takeaways were. It's always so fun for us to see what dots connected in your mind or what light or aha moments you had and how you feel inspired to start taking action and create the life of your dreams. I love you all. I'm so grateful for this community and I want you to always know that you are welcome and supported here. We will see you next week.